Well, hello there, friends, enemies, men, women, and undecided. It is your favorite talk show host in all of YouTube, Facebook, Rockfin, and podcast land. It is not The Tonight Show here. It's not the Jimmy Fallon, Jimmy Kimmel, Jimmy Colbert, Jimmy Trevor Noah. You're watching The Right Show. It comes on at the right place at the right time each and every week, usually Wednesday, but today a special Thursday episode. Why? Because I was so busy this week. Today we discuss that I went on Larry Elder. He has a fantastic show. I watched Joe Biden step all over his jacket. New Zealand finally respects people's individual opinions. Camel Hair Harris fails at the border and Jack Harlow bombs in front of a very bored crowd. We end it with a comedy clip from me so you can leave with a good taste in your mouth. It's all happening right here, right now on The Right Show, a support group for normal people. I'm able to check into the comments right here and see what you guys are saying about me behind my back, you know, and I put your comments if I catch them in time on the screen. So feel free to interact as much as you want. But what you need to do is click the like button. If this starts hitting 100, 150 likes, it goes viral that much faster. Without further ado, it is time to show you what I did last week. Now, Larry Elder, if you don't know, ran for governor. He is a black radio host, intellectual, one of the smartest and funniest guys I've listened to, far better than the radical left. And that is why they did not want him in charge of Democrat California, because his ideas would have fixed the state. It would have been booming right now. They would not have power shortages, homeless problems. They would not have a water crisis. They would not have energy issues. It would all be solved in a couple years, but they don't want that. The more trouble California is in, the more it's a Democrat stronghold forever. So instead of talking about all that horrible stuff, Larry Elder and I just joked around about culture and comedy. And I didn't even know this. He had a Persian roommate for a very short time while he was in Israel. He tells that story here. Enjoy me and Larry Elder going back and forth. I'm a junior in college, uh, Kayvon, and I'm living in Jerusalem on some sort of exchange. And my roommate for a month is a person named Hormos Shadadi. And we're having breakfast. And he goes, Laddie, put the door on the jar. I said, what? He said, put the door on the jar. And so I picked up a lid of jam and I pointed to the door. And I said, in Farsi, this word and this word are the same, right? He said, yes. I said, you just told me to put the door on the jar. <laughs> yeah, there's that kind of stuff going on all the time. Uh, my dad would tell me, you know, don't dress like your mom. If you put the woman clothes, it will fall off. And so they have all these sayings and phrases, and you just got to figure out, put two and two together what they're saying. One thing my dad does is he adds letters sometimes that don't need them, and then he takes letters away. So he'll say, we have to go to the Starbucks, <laughs> as if there's only one in all of the United States of America. Well, I hope you will all go to the Starbucks, and you will enjoy more of that interview. That was only a small piece of it, of course, so you can go ahead and watch that on Larry's channel. It already has almost a million views. How cool is that? All right. Now, that wasn't all. I teamed up with Turning Point USA. Put in the comments if you even know who they are. There's a guy named Charlie Kirk. He believed, and he said this about 12 years ago, college is a big scam for most. Now, if you're becoming a dentist, an engineer, a doctor, you have to go through these ranks to even be eligible. You can't be like a do-it-yourself. I went to I went to a small trade school. Uh, can I do your heart surgery? No. But if you're studying dance theory or anthropology, okay, 
uh, you're studying French literature, you're going to come out with $150,000 in student loans. No one's going to want to hire you because you don't prove you know how to work a Excel spreadsheet. You're not helping any company with their bottom line. You're not generating business. You're probably not very fun to talk to. You got purple hair and the nose ring and you want to educate all the men in the office on what they're doing wrong. Um, just so you know, and by the way, you're a man too, but you're not sure about it. I've changed my pronoun, everyone, but so you're gone. And now you're asking the taxpayer for money. Okay. So Charlie Kirk, 12 years ago said, this is a scam for most. Let's skip college, the college scam and go to trade school, become a plumber, become a, uh, you know, HVAC repair person, a landscaper and do some good for your community because you're not helping us. You're a radical leftist. All you learned in four years of college was how to acquire loans you can't pay and how to hate a country that's done everything for you. This is why we hate the radical left. So Turning Point USA is Charlie Kirk's group. They believe in freedom of speech. They believe in freedom of medical decisions. They believe if you want to wear a mask, you should. If I don't want to, I don't want to. Uh, they believe in the Second Amendment, the First Amendment, the Constitution. They believe America is a good country. The border needs to be secure and that the founding fathers were geniuses that no matter what flaws they may have had in totality, they presented to us a country that we can now thrive in white, black, Persian, Hispanic, Asian. Turning Point is an amazing group started by Charlie Kirk. So I'm so excited. They have chosen me to perform in so many different cities and UNLV was no different. Take a look. I'm here at Turning Point UNLV. We're not doing the event on campus. We decided to pick a venue where no students can intervene. No faculty can tell us no and unplug our microphone. Therefore, we're going to find out why these students got involved with Turning Point UNLV, what they hope to get out of comedy night, and what jokes they want to hear and don't want to hear. Let's meet them. Say your name and your major. Hi, I'm Meg. I'm a hospitality major at UNLV, and I'm part of Turning Point to find some like-minded people. Nice. What did you think when they said they're going to have comedy night? So excited. <laughs> what other events have you attended? For Turning Point? Yeah. Tommy Laren. Oh, you gotta name all the more famous people than me, <laughs> really. Have you had any, I'll give you any uh, hard time being part of Turning Point? Of course. What do they say? I've been spit on in S class. Spit on in class? Oh yeah. <laughs> Let me guess, by your professor? No, not my professor. Other students, thankfully. You got it, thankfully, this time. <laughs> yeah. How did you react? You know, you can't do much. Just, hopefully you gotta have a civil discussion with them. And... You have a thick skin. Thank you for your service. Thank you. Oh, can't believe she was spit on. You're a singer? Give us something. I really love Turning Point USA because they're super pro-America. They really value teaching other students um, what it means to support the Constitution and live in America, which is one of the last free societies left on Earth, so there you go. Most people your age are not considered conservative, so how did that happen? Very true. Um, definitely in high school I was more like the silent majority, libertarian. Uh, I went to the performing arts high school like right down the block, so I was kind of forced to stay quiet or else I would face like social execution basically. But when I got to college and I realized that there was a lot of virtue signaling and really biased professors, I realized it was time to speak out and I realized that I am a true conservative, so. Woo, she came out of the closet. I did, I did. That's what they I teach really you at the academy. Yeah, yeah. No, yeah, absolutely, yeah. So uh, just so you know, this is my fifth turning point event. Okay. 
I do comedy shows, and my comedy was getting canceled by far radical leftists. I believe it. That's how it goes. And then I teamed up with Turning Point, and they have not been able to cancel a single show. So I had to find bullies as big as me to fight back. Amen. That's, that's you guys. Thank you. Welcome. 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 God bless. Yes. Welcome, Kayvon Comedy. <laughs> a little cameo from the baby Reno, a three-year-old boxer puppy who I raised since he was this big. And now he knows how to jump up and drink out of the water fountain. I mean, this is great. We're ending segregation because they used to say there's a water fountain over here for dogs and this one's for humans. Not Reno. He is woke. I hope you enjoyed that. That is what Turning Point USA is up to. They're putting on um, speeches and talks and tabling on campuses. They're getting spit on, punched, kicked. They are the far radicals on campus because they believe in freedom of speech, personal choice. Uh, you do you, I'll do me. They're basically very liberal and uh, colleges are very far left. They're very totalitarian, fascist. You do it our way or we hate you. We're gonna call you names, spit on you, punch you kick you, try to kill you, and then spray paint like different words on our door and then blame, that's who did it, kick them off of campus. So there's a lot of race hoaxes going on on campus. That's why Charlie Kirk said college is a hoax for most. And who's in charge of hoaxes like this? The Democrat Party, because they want to divide us so they can make things miserable and they can stay in power. And nobody is more divisive than the idiot Joe Biden. Now, remember, I have never gone this hard against any so-called president because I love the United States. However, this person, Joe Biden, he doesn't represent our country. Well, even Trump, whether you like him or not, strong, rich, gets in front of the line to take his picture, leading the pack. We're not doing that. I'm sorry. Not a good deal. Trying every day, working hard. Even when he's golfing, he's making deals on the course. Joe Biden, when he's golfing, he's hitting the ball in the water. He's falling down. He's slipping on goose poop. Uh, he's going to put his jacket on. Those are his pants. So they're, you know, and here in a speech is no different. He started walking around yelling at the crowd like he does with the old man thing where he's going, no, 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 I'm not kidding. You listen to me. Hey. And he looks down. He noticed he's been walking all over his jacket the whole time. Normally, Jill Biden helps him put his jacket on. Sometimes she helps Joe jacket off. She didn't even help him with his jacket at all. Check it out. And the promise of America is real. It is real. It is real. This is an extraordinary story being written today in America by this administration as I step all over my coat. Good thing my mom's not around. But look, I step all over my coat. I step all over my coat. How can an executive of a bank give a speech standing on his coat? An executive of a fast food restaurant chain stepping all over his jacket while he's trying to talk to his employees. So now I wouldn't even let Joe Biden rinse the dishes at a restaurant, let alone manage the restaurant, let alone own a restaurant. I would take it away, say, Grandpa, you go sit down. We have other people in the family now for this. And yet somehow he is in charge 
of the United States of America. Whatever they fill his empty head with, he just regurgitates. And it's causing huge problems for our country. Just look at Afghanistan. Look at the fallen soldiers. Look at the student loan repayment that's going to screw millions of Americans out of their money because leftists can't pay their own bills. Look at the oil crisis that he caused. Look at Russia invading Ukraine. Look at the border. Look at anything you need to. Look how he walks up the stairs or falls down them. Look how he rides a bike. That's all you need to know. So for someone like Joe Biden, who is constantly in danger, he needs someone like Mike Lindell, great American patriot, who can invent a product that will keep Joe safe. And in fact, I have some footage. They're working on this right now. I can't believe they're actually going to do this. But you know how Mike Lindell has my pillow? He's trying to invent my airbag for Joe Biden. That's how much he loves the country. So that even though he's on a different side politically, he wants to help this old man so he can finish his term and then we get someone better in there. Check out Mike Lindell's new product, my airbag. It can help anyone this age. There you have it. One of the best products you can get, the My Airbag for only $29.99. Strap it to Grandpa's back, whether he's cycling, jogging, rowing. When he falls off that item, he will protect himself. Made in America. Now, I do love supporting Mike Lindell for two reasons. One, products made in America, helping American people. And two, leftists hate my pillow so bad. So bad they're willing to jump off of a building and kill themselves rather than look at their stock portfolio after they canceled Mike Lindell from their big box stores. Shout out to Bed Bath and look out below. It's time to share something with you very exciting. I want you to put in the comments right now. Where are you from and who is your favorite rapper? My favorite rapper at one time was Tupac because I could learn all those lyrics and recite them. And then it was uh, Eminem. But I really like the comical flows and the fun beats and the energy after all these years of E-40. If you don't know E-40, he kind of sounds like Woody Woodpecker on crack. When he talks like that, he's like, ghost ride the whip, ghost ride the whip, go stupid, go dumb, dumb. Remember that song? Okay, so to my surprise, E-40 stumbled upon my comedy clip and gave me a follow. This to the childhood teenage cave on listening to these beats with the headphones was a milestone. I will share it with you. I went ahead and um, I'm going to frame this, turn it into an NFT, sell it online. I'm going to go ahead and uh, keep a copy in my wallet size. But when I got this message, I said, wow. Priority message came in, E-40, started following you. You do, you're kind of tight even though you're white. That's what he said in my mind. So I wrote, I unlocked a new level. I'm feeling so hyphy right now. Mm, that's right. So I, I, if you don't know much about Earl Stevens, E-40, 40 Water, he, uh, he's an entrepreneur. So what I love about him is he does have 
Turf Burritos. You can buy those at 7-Elevens. He's got his own Earl Stevens wine collection. He's got his own tequila e Corenta. So many products. So he just it's just inspiring. But what's even cooler is now he is following me. And it's not just like he followed me like a bot. I wrote him and said, hey, I love what you do. I want to tell you these lyrics made me laugh and you always had me cracking up and your songs are great. And he wrote back, all love, baby, all love. So look at this. No one can ever call me anything other than one of the most uniting people in the world. We got Larry Elder, a conservative radio talk show host over here that I'm friends with. And I'm slowly becoming friends with E4O. Time to let them know. How cool is that? So the only people who are racist in America are Democrats because they try to breed racism, whereas I unite left and right, black and white. Hey, that's good. Put that on a T-shirt. Take a look at my tour dates. I hope you will support these cities below. We have Syracuse tomorrow and the next day, San Diego after that, Turning Point Sacramento. Then we got Beverly Hills, which is a private event, but it means I'm in the area. So if you want to hire me, let me know and I will come do a show for those beautiful people in your hometown. We can do 15, 20 people in your front yard, your backyard. We could do 500 people. 10-1 is my show. So we can either do a midday show or 10-2 or 9-30. That is not 9-30 p.m. That is September 30th. All right, moving right along. Jewett, Ohio, Nashville, Tennessee, and the dry bar taping after that Huntington Beach, California. There you go. You've seen all my tour dates. Which one are you going to come to? Put it in the comments. Who's your favorite rapper? We'll be right back. Yes. All right. So the question is coming in. Are you heading to Edmonton anytime soon? I am not going to go to Canada until Justin Dildo is out of office or he changes his mind. He cannot be banning people from coming to his country because he's still scared of COVID. Joe Biden has been left and right up and down the whole world. And he's had COVID three times. His wife had it twice. That's five times. And yet he's banning Novak, Djokovic, and other people just because they want to make their own medical decisions. So Canada, get rid of the losers and you will have a Persian abuser. Uh-huh. Let's look at, oh, Tom McDonald. What a great one. Didn't even think of that. Jay Kim, thank you. That is a newer rapper. Jay Kim says he used to like Eminem, but now it's Tom McDonald, which is a very good choice. Very, very good rapper. Roll call. YouTube is finally at 364,000. Thank you. Facebook, 207,000. Instagram, 104,000. Couldn't do it without you. All right, now, I just talked to you about Canada. Why is Kayvon not going to Canada? Because Canada is discriminating against healthy people who just want to come in there, visit for three days, and leave. Nobody really wants to stay in Canada unless you're like Iranian and you're running from a regime or something. But we just want to visit, make you laugh, and leave. So open your borders or I'll get E40 on you. With that said, we have an anti-immigrant, Jacinda. She's a diversity hire from New Zealand. She's the president. She's like 38 years old. And she's really annoying. During the pandemic, she looks like Skeletor. And she's like, we all have to get this because we're all doing the right thing. And then even her far radical left, way down in New Zealand. Nobody's going to New Zealand. There's only a few million people in New Zealand right now. There's more people right now living in prison in the United States than are in New Zealand. She has relaxed her rules to come. Did you know New Zealand has no travel requirements now? None. Just come visit New Zealand, please. We really miss you. We want to see you all Kiwis. So watch this annoying woman who was once the most harsh, most strict, protecting her little island that nobody visits. It'd be like me being the president of North Dakota. 
and just bragging how well I'm doing because nothing but cows live there. So even she is backing off from her border attack. I want you to see the anti-immigrant sentiment flying off into the distance. Thank you, New Zealand. We got to give credit where it's due. You finally came around. People will use masks for their own individual reasons. They may personally be vulnerable. They may have events they want to make sure they're not unwell for. They may not have had COVID-19. We all just need to respect everyone's individual decisions. We all just need to respect everyone's individual decisions. We all just need to respect everyone's individual decisions. We all just need to respect everyone's individual decisions. So patronizing. You say, hey guys, some people are going to wear masks. Others are not. Let's all respect each other's individuals. But the way she keeps talking, I want you to watch it one more time. See, some people, and what she's trying to do is she's trying to protect the mask people. You know why? Those are the people that were going to hit you, beat you, arrest you, grab you, hold you down, inject you for the last two years. Well, we got it wrong. So let's just be respectful to the mask people. They might have events they need to go to. They might have to do other things. They might have their own reasons we don't even know. So let's just be respectful. Can we do that? We need to do that. Yes, we do. We really need to be respectful. Okay. Watch the nodding. This is what drives me nuts. We all just need to respect everyone's individual decisions. Okay. So do you know what you need to do now? Because I've talked to you like this. You're being a bad little boy, aren't you? Bad, bad little boy. All right. That is a great New Zealand accent. Nailed it. Thank you. Yes. And if you want to, if you need help reading it, be respectful of these kinds of events. Well, Millennium Man says, I don't respect her, which is just fine. And we were all told that once we put women in office, the whole world was going to finally change for the better. After all, men have just ruined everything as you're in cars and using your iPhone and on the Internet and in a free country. Men have ruined everything. It just put women there and the whole world will change. Well, you've got Jacinda over there. Just be respectful. And now you've got Kamal Ho Harris right here. Watch her lie to your face. I guess it's not going to get better after all. Let's about the border. Would you call the border secure? I think that there is no question that we have to do what the president and I asked Congress to do. Is the first request we made, pass a bill to create a pathway to citizenship. The border is secure, but we also have a broken immigration system, in particular over the last four years before we came in and it needs to be fixed. We're going to have two million people cross this border for the first time ever. You're confident this border is secure? We have a secure border in that that is a priority for any nation, including ours and our administration. But there are still a lot of problems that we are trying to fix, given the deterioration that happened over the last four years. We also have to put in place a, 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 a law and a plan for a pathway for citizenship for the millions of people who are here and are prepared to do what is legally required to gain citizenship. We don't have that in place because people are playing politics in a state like this and in Congress. On, by the way, you want to talk about bipartisanship on an issue that at one time was a bipartisan issue both in terms of Republican senators and, and even presidents. Feels like another, feels like another century ago. It, well, but, it, it, but, but sadly, and then people are playing political gamesmanship with the issue. 
And, 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 well, here's and, another way that politics could have been played. Let me ask. Right now, our inf one of our inflationary problems is we don't have enough labor, particularly yeah, in the service right. economy. You're right. A, a solution on immigration reform that increased particularly lower wage job labor, lower wage labor, could actually have an impact on lowering inflation. How is that not the motivating force to get something done here? I, I do believe that for all reasonable people, all reasonable people are motivated and desirous mm -hmm. that we would get something done. I think a, a big part of the problem, though, is that there's been political gamesmanship with this issue. It's suggesting that it's a zero-sum game. If you want to deal with the issue, there are practical solutions, which include creating a pathway to citizenship, fixing a broken immigration system, dealing with the root causes of why people are fleeing their home when most people don't want to leave home. And if they do, it's usually because they're fleeing some harm or they simply can't take care of their basic needs if they stay. There are solutions. And um, sadly, this has become such a partisan issue instead of something where we work on it together agreeing that what we're doing is not working as a nation. It's not working. Just lots of nodding. See, you're not getting it. See, I get it. You're not getting it. This is how the female politicians are talking to you. See, the border is secure. It is. And with camel hair, she's, uh, she's from Oakland. So when she speaks, it's kind of like, the border is secure. It is very secure. We are dealing, okay? We are dealing with the last four years of what happened. We are, okay, so when you ask me about the border, mm -hmm, it made me wonder, Jake Tapper, what are you getting at? Hmm? You out of pocket. There's a mm-hmm coming at any second with Kamala Harris. You gotta be careful, because once she hits you with the mm-hmm, as a Democrat, you know, back off. She just got you with that mm-hmm. We are doing what needs to get done. Now, I agreed to come on this channel as long as you paid your respect to me. I am a black, okay, Indian, don't lie, woman, mm-hmm, of color. You know what? And I did not agree to come on NBC with this. Don't make me talk to your superior. Mm. All right, that was my impression of Kamala Harris. Now, DeSantis is also a military veteran, and he's also a governor in charge. And since he's in charge, he took charge, and he sent some of these immigrants. Not all. Four million illegals have come to this country in the last year. He sent two busloads to Obama's house in Martha's Vineyard. Not Martha Stewart's vineyard, Obama's house. Watch. But DeSantis has sent migrants on a plane to Martha's Vineyard. Now, this is where the Obamas have a home, Oprah, Beyonce, even James Taylor, who's going to be seeing fire, rain, and migrants. Uh, not to mention Rosie O'Donnell. I mean, everybody, basically, that you know on the left has a home there. Do you think they're going to be embracing their new neighbors? <laughs> you know, these are all sanctuary cities until they're in their sanctuary. Right. I, I doubt they'll embrace them. Don't know that I've ever been to Martha's Vineyard. Uh, I've been to places where we've seen these migrants come across. This is not good for America. Uh, every town's a border town, and we need to make sure we get our southern border secured exactly like we did for four years, Jesse. This is an official crisis now for the Democrats because two busloads have come to their nice property. 
What is going on? This is rude. This is a crisis. You can't do this. You keep them in your neighborhood, not mine. Uh, not to be outdone, we also have Governor Abbott, who sent a busload of illegals directly to Camel Ho Harris's house. Call the border secure? The border is secure. So that is one of the more heartwarming stories of the day. You could tell when they pulled up in front of her house with the bus, she told her white husband, um, can you please tell me what's going on outside my window? Mm-hmm. Cause, um, this is not right. This is not right at all. They're supposed to stay in Texas, Arizona, Florida, and Southern California. Don't be bringing them to my house. Mm -hmm. Okay. So lying camel hair claims the border secure and we just caught her in that lie and we're going to send her two bus loads every couple days until she finally admits it, which she never will. A little public service announcement. It is border, not border. Now, I don't know why I have to say this because a lot of my fans writing, I love this. We do need to close up our border and 90% get it right. But every 10th comment is B-O-A-R-D-E-R. This is not a boarding house unless you're Kamala Harris and you're putting illegals here to board them, but it's not supposed to be a border. It's supposed to be a border. Now, B-O-R-D-E-R, -E please write that down, tell your friends. I miss the days when we had a bookstore called Borders because this wasn't happening back then. Every day you get on the street, you'd see a Borders and you knew how to spell it, but it's been five, 10 years, so 15 years at this point, my goodness. So now people can only spell Barnes and Noble. Very difficult. Very difficult. All right. Speaking of very difficult, Jack Harlow is kind of a uh, kind of a, a rapper that's being pushed along, kind of promoted. And we are told he is a fascinating, amazing, talented artist. We're told he's very cute. Girls are told you're supposed to swoon for him. I guess Ohio State didn't get the memo. He put on a free concert for Ohio State. They brought in the drone camera, the jib. They were ready to show this thing like, look what we did. Well, it wasn't exactly uh, the Super Bowl halftime show, to say the least. Jack Harlow bores the Buckeyes. Take a look at this reaction. I could put you in first class. Now, who would have guessed that a Fergie song from 2004 and a white guy just rapping over it wouldn't be just a killer night of entertainment? Awkward. I could put you in first class up in the sky. 
Akapuyuin. Never heard of him. That show sucks, and he's no Kayvon. Good to know. Folks, if you want to watch an entertainer who forces the crowd to sit on the edge of their seat and at least react, not just stand there with their Ohio State sign like, we're paid to be here. I mean, that looked like a Biden rally. I never let my show look like a Biden rally, and the few times it has, I went home. I said, maybe I should quit. Maybe I have no business doing this. But it's so rare that I continue on. With that said, I will show you one of my entertaining comedy pieces. Each week I'm doing like a minute or less comedy clip online. That's the only reason my subscribers are going up because it's beating the shadow ban. On YouTube, you can upload a video. My account has been, you know, tagged as alert. You know, there are a couple flags on the on the plays from previous videos. So it'll never rise above 10,000 views. But they haven't started that little process on the shorts. Throw a short on, boom, 100,000, 200,000, 400,000 views. So it looks like my only way to beat the algorithm is to keep doing the shorts weekly. Take a look at last week's short. You're going to love it. Then share it with your friends. I have a little vendetta with the flight attendants because they're the ones that ruin my day when it starts. Five in the morning, get on the plane, put on my little eye shade, kiss me. I've been up since 3.30, I got to the airport, I did what I was supposed to do, check my bag, sat down, now I'm gonna rest, you know, seats in the upright position were good, and suddenly the safety announcement comes on, and it's never good. They don't know how to use the microphone. This is how you talk into a microphone. You can all hear me, correct? Okay. Then why do you hear this? Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to Flight 747. What? This is a Boeing 737. Too much information, already too much. I don't need to know what kind of aircraft I'm in. We bought a ticket that goes up and down. That's all I care about. Up and safely up, then down. I don't get in an Uber. What kind of engine does this have before we get going? I'm very curious. I'm <laughs> they should have had me open for Jack Harlow, or actually, they should have had him open for me. We could have that crowd rocking. Folks, that is it for The Right Show. Thank you for tuning in once again and all the super chats. Here's your chance to do one more. Put in a dollar, I don't care, 20, 50. Put in a thousand dollars, whatever. You know you got a bonus this week. You can do that on gofundme.com slash Comedy. You can do it on Venmo, K-V-O-N dash K-V-O-N or Cash App. The official donation side of Camelho Harris. Cash App, dollar sign Kayvon Comedy, okay. I tell truth through comedy. I wake America up with laughter each and every week, and they are scared because the tour dates are expanding, the crowds are getting bigger and more fun, and now when I get to see you on tour, we actually know each other. Many people, uh, I'm seeing them three, four, five times, going, hey, that's cool, although it's hard. I need to write new jokes. And finally, visit your local podcast and give this show five stars. You've been watching The Right Show. We'll see you next week. Thank you for tuning in. 